Good morning and welcome to ASL Live. Uh, we're here with uh, myself, I'm Sarah, and in a minute we'll be joined by Jason Perry, Managing Director at ASL Recruitment. He's also an HR specialist and a Chartered Fellow of the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. Um, so every Saturday morning we get together and we have a conversation about what's been going on in the news uh, and how um, how COVID-19 is affecting workers and all the different changes that are going on. So with no further ado, I'm going to bring Jason into the conversation now. Jason, are you there? Good morning, Sarah. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very well indeed, thanks. Very well. Um, so, uh, quite a bit to talk about. Not, I mean, we've we've got to start out with the news that uh, Trump has tested positive. Well, we we probably should. I'm going to start with something else briefly before that, if, if I can, okay. just to turn it around slightly. Um, we've got sure. a big change that's happened over the past few weeks, which is about home working. And the reason I raise that is you and I have been doing this now for six months. Most of this we've been doing each week from home, and I'm slightly conscious that your internet connection isn't quite as robust today. You're cutting in and out slightly. So just apologies if we have technical problems this week. I, I, I can see for whatever reason the little piece of cable going into your home is not looking as robust today. Well, it's 4G seems to be letting me down. I'm sorry. We'll, <laughs> it should be more stable. As ever, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best. Yeah, the, what's going on the other side of the pond? I mean, yes, we ought to uh, at least observe it. Um, I think there's various cynical comments I'm seeing about whether this is real, whether it's a political stunt. Um, and I think it's far... I'm, I'm not even going to comment or try and cast judgment on any of that. Um, I don't wish harm on anyone, and I, I hope he isn't seriously unwell, as I don't wish that on anyone on the face of the planet. But it has the ability to change things somewhat um, if the uh, US election becomes unstable. That can have, again, a big impact on the economy. So I think it just reflects to us what turbulent times we're in. It's not that long ago since we saw our own Prime Minister in um, serious risk and only just made it through. The consequences to our economy of that going wrong would have been very severe at the time. It would have been a shock. And we could do with no economic shocks any more than we have to in this crisis. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, uh, really, as it's probably best that he gets better. Yes. <laughs> Always yes. round. Whether or okay. not we want him in the White House, it's probably best he gets better. I think Absolutely. you've got to separate your politics and your personal views on that. Completely. Okay, so let's move to slightly closer to home. Uh, Rishi Sunak's been uh, talking a lot about his new deal. Uh, so we've got the end of furlough now and we've got the replacement job scheme. So tell us a little bit about that. We have. Well, you and I decided a few weeks ago that the world had stabilised slightly and we, we didn't necessarily need to do this every week. And as soon as we stopped that, suddenly they brought in lots of changes again just to catch us off guard, I think. So since we were last on air, as it were, two weeks ago, um, Rishi Sunak has announced that whilst furlough will not be extended, um, from the 1st of November, uh, we have what you might call son of furlough. Um, in so many ways, it appears the same. There are a lot of similarities. The big difference, I would say, is the old furlough scheme allowed a job um, 
or an employee to stay in employment, in paid work, as it were, or paid non-work, perhaps is a better way of putting it, um, regardless of whether or not they did any hours at all. We had a slight bit of flexibility from a few months ago where we had a flexible furlough scheme with that unfortunate acronym of FFS, but we had a um, flexible furlough scheme which allowed people to work part-time and return and the government to support it. What they've now done from the 1st of November is the government support will only be to jobs where they work 33% of the time. One third of their hours must be worked. Now, what essentially that's doing, Sarah, is it's saying if that job isn't viable outside of coronavirus, then the government will not support it. So if a business or an organisation essentially does not have the financial ability to sustain that role, then it will no longer support it. Now, that's really tough for those people who will lose their jobs. However, it's probably good for the economy because it starts to create the shape we need going forwards um, as to which jobs are sustainable and which aren't, so we can develop and move on. But yes, that makes sense. But yeah. it's, uh, it's still tough for the people uh, who, who are kind of caught in the middle of it. Yeah, it's incredibly tough for those caught in the middle of it. What essentially is going to happen is the employer must pay one third, or sorry, must pay for the work that the employee does which is a minimum of one third, but it could be half, it could be three quarters, but it's a minimum of a third. So the employer has to pay for those wages in the normal way. But for the element that the worker doesn't work, then the costs for that are split into three. The employer will pick up one third of those hours, the government will pick up one third, and the employee really carries the final third. Okay, so it's sharing the pain between the work of the government and the employer on what isn't worked. Now, the net effect of that, um, those who've been doing their maths will know if you're on flexible furlough, um, you get up to 80% of your wages for the hours you don't work. Okay, so if you're full-time furlough, you get 80%. Um, if you are part-time furlough, I'm going to try and test my maths here and work this one out. If you're part-time furlough, half-time, then you will get 50% um, of your wages, sorry, yes, 50% of your wages for your work, and you'll get 80% for the bit you don't work, which, if I've got it right, means you'll get 90% in total. Okay? I'm going to take your word for the yeah, if, <laughs> Ring in with your answers to my math challenges after the session. If you're on the new job um, support scheme and you work one-third and don't work two-thirds, you end up with, I think the number is 77% of your pay. So if we go back to that 80% marker, it's not significantly different is what I'd say. You know, there are a couple of people who may be a little bit worse off. There will be people who are a little better off. But the core of it is, it's not substantially different, I think is the message I'd deliver there. Okay, but the, um, the, the major difference there is that the employer is actually carrying more of the burden. Um, than they were previously. Yes, up until um, well, up until the end of October, the employer has to contribute twenty percent of the furloughed hours. That's going up to thirty-three percent. But it's thirty-three percent plus a third of the outstanding you're, bit as you're well. You're starting isn't it? to see why I said ring in with the math answers afterwards. <laughs> um, it is a slightly complicated setup, but essentially, the employer pays for what you work. 
for what you don't work, it's split into three. Government takes one third, employer takes one third, and the individual takes one third of the hit. Um, the good news on this, by the way, the really good news, is this scheme has been announced that it will run for six months. So again, in terms of stability, we now can see how we get to, let's say, March. And whilst there are lots of good signs of what's happened in the economy over the past few months, um, we are in this for the long haul. I think anyone telling you it's all over by Christmas or um, it's cloud cuckoo land, it, it, this is going on for some time. There is positive yeah. news out there. Um, the AstraZeneca trial of vaccines are now suggesting they may have approval by the end of the year. And they think they may be able to start rolling out vaccines with a large portion of the population getting it by Easter if they are successful to the degree they believe it looks like. So there are signs okay. of hope. Yeah, um, mind you, I was talking to a travel agent yesterday and she said, uh, all of you people who are thinking you're going to Lapland this Christmas, wait. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just don't do it. Yeah, no, I, 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 even when we get the vaccine in place, Sarah, we could be talking uh, six, maybe nine months to vaccinate the population. It's a huge challenge. So I think whilst we might see some normality coming by the first quarter next year, I think the reality is this is going to roll nicely into 21. It may be the summer, possibly the autumn, before we feel anything veering normal again. And I think one of the things Rishi Sunak said that probably sums it up nicely is we need to learn not to fear the virus. Um, and we need to learn Absolutely. to live with it in a new way. We do. Yes, we've got to carry on, haven't we? Yes. Um, actually, that kind of brings me down to... Um, Statutory sick pay. Yes. Um, there's a couple of changes here. One of them is a direct effect of the job support scheme. And I can't... You'll remember, Sarah, when furlough came in, where much of what we said on these sessions and equally the uh, employer sessions that I chair on a Wednesday, um, much of what we said is we don't know yet because the government haven't yet published the detail. Um, we were in the make it up as we go along stage. It's a little bit like that. And I have one concern right now, which is when somebody was on furlough, if they had to self-isolate because of track and trace or because they had symptoms, then they could essentially just be furloughed for those two weeks. If they're flexible furlough, they could just not work for those two weeks and they could work some of the other two weeks of that month, if you see what I'm saying. In the new world of the job support scheme, if somebody must work a third of the time, if they are weekly paid, I don't know how you work a third of a time in a week if you're self-isolating. So uh, the detail is going to have to come out. I don't know whether that third has to be within the period of a claim, which may be monthly, or whether or not the third will be in the period of the week, the payment cycle to somebody. And we're going to have to see that. But it may force a lot more people onto statutory sick pay when they're self-isolating, whereas previously many people had the benefit of remaining on furlough while self-isolating. Okay, but then 
It, it does. And it, but there's also been changes in responsibility for self-isolation, hasn't there? So employers now have to uh, ensure that a, that a staff member doesn't come into work and they can now be fined for it. Is that all right? Yeah. Well, there, there's a couple of parts to this to think about. If I just stick with the core one I was doing for a moment, one of the good things, and again, we don't yet have the detail, but one of the good things is those people who are, let's say, lower earners, um, there is a scheme whereby the government are going to pay people, I believe it's a one-off payment of £500 if they have to self-isolate. Now, what we don't know is yet who that's going to apply to. Um, so, you know, it's all well and good saying some people are going to get it. We don't know who they are yet. We understand it is people who are in receipt of some type of benefits payments. But the detail behind that, I can't yet tell you. So. Many lower earners, if they are forced to self-isolate, will at least get this cash boost of £500. That's going to help enormously. One of the problems we've had so far is many people who should be self-isolating are choosing not to. I say choosing, it may be they simply don't feel they can afford it, Sarah. And what they're doing is saying, if I don't work, I can't put food on the table, I can't feed my family, I can't pay the rent. So they're kind of sticking to it and going to work. A little bit like that lovely Scottish um, MP who decided to go to Westminster this week with COVID symptoms, which, you know, we can say is outrageous, but there are some people who just feel they have no option. I don't buy she was one of them, but there are some people. Now, what the government have done is they have made this a legal requirement, and I think if I recall correctly, it's from the 28th of September, or an hour, a week or so into that cycle. But if you now have COVID symptoms, or if you are phoned by um, track and trace, um, then it is a legal requirement and you can be fined, you can be prosecuted, as it were, for not doing what you should. You must then self-isolate. Now, that's one part of it. But what if your employer says, no, 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 Sarah, I really need you to come in and you know, do this work for me this week, um, I'll just arrange for a private office for you. It will be fine. That is now illegal. So an employer putting pressure on you to go to work when you have COVID, the employer can be fined £10,000. So that's quite a big hit. And there were many cases. Um, I heard of one locally a few weeks ago um, in Hastings where an individual had, um, they'd actually gone traveling abroad and uh, they were in one of these countries that you're going to have to quarantine. And allegedly, not that I'm going to name the employer, but allegedly their boss rung them up and said, don't worry, we just tell all your colleagues you holidayed somewhere in England when you return. We need you at work. That type of thing is now illegal and going to be dealt with by some rather hefty fines. Big change. Big change. Okay. Well, we are just about there, Jason. So I think we've, uh, we've, we've used our time up for today. We covered quite a lot of ground in those 15 minutes. So uh, I'd like to say thank you to everybody for tuning in today and, and watching us. We'll be back in two weeks' time, Jason. Indeed, we will. Okay, we'll be back in two weeks' time, 10 a.m. as usual on a Saturday. Uh, do join us. If you have any questions in the meantime, you can phone in and ask the team on 01424 452999 or you drop them an email at hastings at aslgroup.co.uk. So until two weeks time, thank you for joining us, Jason, and thanks for your uh, sharing your knowledge. 
And we'll see you all in two weeks. You're very welcome. And thank you to Tracy Penfold for our comment that's just been posted in on Facebook. It's nice to see people engaging with us on that way. Um, <laughs> and it's a delight, Sarah, that your internet connection held up. I was slightly nervous at the beginning as uh, we lost it just before we went live and you disappeared for a few seconds. It worked. <laughs> it worked. That's quick. Don't ruin it now. <laughs> I will see you all in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.